Hello, everyone, and thank you for listening in with us today on our podcast, For the Sake of the Child. Our podcasts are brought to you by the Military Child Education Coalition, whose work is focused on ensuring quality educational opportunities for all military-connected children affected by mobility, family separation, deployments, and transition. Here at the MSEC, we want to ensure that every military child is college, workforce, and life ready. In our podcast, we will share your stories as we talk to military service members, professionals, parents, and military kids. Please like, share, and subscribe. And we appreciate your comments, questions, and ideas for topics that you would like to hear more about. We want to thank HEB for making today's podcast possible. HEB makes it a priority to get involved and make a difference in the lives of friends and neighbors. HEB Operation Appreciation is a company-wide campaign created to honor the brave men and women of the U.S. Armed Forces, men and women who are HEB partners, customers, friends, and family. Operation Appreciation partners with organizations like us, the Military Child Education Coalition, that supports U.S. troops and their families. In contributing their time, talent, and financial support, ATB recognizes and appreciates the dedication and sacrifice service members make on the behalf of our great nation. For our listeners in Texas, check out one of your neighborhood ATB grocery stores. ATB is in the people business. They just happen to sell groceries. So good morning, Linda, and our audience here on the podcast. I'm Deborah Longley. I'm the Student Programs Manager, and I have Linda Salinas and Tracy Brown with me here today. So I'm going to start out by Linda asking you to kind of catch me up. We've been old friends for a while now, and so I just want to find out what you've been doing and how things are going for you. Yeah, hello everyone. Again, my name is Linda and I've been well. I'm actually here at Texas A&M University. I'm a student and it's my last year. So yeah, it's been been good so far. (laughs) So Linda, what are you studying? Yeah, I'm studying biomedical science or BIMS for short. Mm -hmm. And what do you plan to do with your biomedical science degree? Fun question. (laughs) I feel like that's, that's always a good question to ask. Right now, I am planning a continued education in the science field, so I'm actually taking biochemistry, and I'm a huge fan of biochem. It's a hard subject, but I enjoy the concepts, so right now, I'm leaning towards a possible master's um, and just a continuation within the science degree department. Wow, that's really impressive. Biochem, that's a tough subject. (laughs) What sparked your interest in biochem? I think it's just the complexity. It's really funny because I began my studies with biomedical science, leaning towards more of the medical degree, like a possible MD. But within taking so many science courses, I've fallen more in love with the actual science. And so like the science behind our bodies, really. And for biochemistry, so it's a lot of like, well, right now I'm in biochem too. So we're studying like the metabolic processes that occur in our body. And so it's beautiful because it's like I'm learning about how we've been created and just like how every step has a purpose and that none of this is an accident. And I love um, my professor say to that. And so I just really like how she explained how, you know, like uniquely we are created in that sense. And biochemistry is just, I think it just translates so well to like being a Christian, it's just so nice and like studying that aspect of science. Well, tell me where you got your start in your education. 
Where did you go to high school? Yeah, so high school, I actually went to Harker Heights High School, which is in Harker Heights, Texas. And how did you and, and Tracy and I meet? I think we met at West Point. Mm-hmm. Right. Okay. I feel like I've known y'all forever. (laughs) Like hard to be like, yeah, this is the exact moment I met y'all. But yeah, I think it was, it was at West Point, a great experience where we all all met. I think we met right there at the airport in Newark, New Jersey. And then, and then our our journey began. (laughs) That's right. Oh, good. So you were part of the MSEC student to student program. Tell me a little bit about your journey as a student-to-student member and why it was important for you to get involved with student-to-student. Honestly, so I myself am a military child. My dad's in the Army. Well, he's retired now, but he was in the Army as an active duty. And so in traveling to so many schools, I knew how it felt to go into a school and not know anyone and try to figure it out on my own. And so when I had the opportunity to be a part of S2S, I was like, this is the perfect organization for me um, because I am just able to serve others in the way that, you know, I wish I was served one day or like in the past, you know? Yeah, that's the kind of the reason why I began S2S or began like to be a part of S2S. Within that, I, I enjoyed just showing everyone around who would who is new to the school and just show them around and make them feel welcome welcome and like a allow them to have like a sense of belonging at our school. It's, it's all about a sense of belonging and exactly. getting people comfortable in their surroundings. Was there a particular skill that you had to use to help get people comfortable? Yeah, I think being friendly, honestly, was just, it's just like the main point, the foundational aspect of it, you know, being uh, friendly and welcoming and just seeing the person as a person like a upholding that human dignity that each person has and just like you know judging and just seeing them as as a human being and as like they all have their own story and being able to provide that sense of making them feel welcome that would be like a definitely um, a treat I guess. So do you have any stories about where you helped a new student and you could see them transform? I think it was actually in middle school because I was in an S2S in Vicenza, Italy. I think it was called S2S probably back then Mm -hmm. as well. Yeah, S2S. So, um, and it was funny because um, I was able to show this student around and I mean, we clicked like it was just one of those given moments where I was not only like a person to show them around the school, make them feel welcome, like their first few days there and check up on them. But it was just like, it's been a lifelong like friendship. Like I'm still friends with her now. So it's just been beautiful that like Estes was able to um, kind of start that off right. Oh, I love that lifelong friends. Mm-hmm. Well, we mentioned earlier that we met you at an airport in <laughs> Newark. You were on your way to Francis Hesselbein Student Leadership Program. Tell me a little bit about that because that program is for our outstanding S2S leaders and you were able to be selected because you're an outstanding leader. So tell us a little bit about that adventure for you. The adventure was just absolutely amazing, honestly. Um, I think those friendships that I've made are, again, lifelong. I'm still friends with everyone, practically, who we all went with together, right? So we all met each other at the airport in, like, probably 
that evening as well. And it was just a continuous week-long journey, just so many amazing things. I don't know if you want me to go into detail about that. Yeah, please go into detail. We want our audience to know all about the program and how it transformed you. Several different aspects of the week. I know we met Frances Hesselbein, um, which was just very impactful and amazing lady. I remember there was one time where we had the opportunity to watch a documentary on like veterans and their experience um, with PTSD. And then we were able to actually like meet one of the, the actors or like people who participated in the actual documentary. And so that was something that stuck with me too. And then, yeah, just meeting the cadets and just seeing their life as a cadet and how leadership in the military, you know, how that just works. We were able to have lunch with them one of the days and just experiencing that craziness. Um, I remember I like barely ate anything because they were eating so fast. Um, But just like fun little things like that and just us getting to know one another as well. Well, I remember um, when I met you, you were quiet and shy and by the end of the week, you were really outgoing and We saw a whole new Linda by the end of the week. Was there a particular lesson that you use, that you recall or use on a daily basis that helps make you who you are now? I think I kind of touched up on this earlier, but really it's almost from that experience of just seeing every person and realizing that everyone has a unique story, right? And so During that week, we were able to listen to a lot of stories from people and just experience all different types of people. And in that sense, being the type of person that I am now, just recognizing that every person has a different background, you know, might be going through something different at the present moment. And just recognizing that like, that we are all like all different, but all beautiful at the same time. So I can see where it ties into your biochemistry with your love of science because you see people as unique and then you just mentioned the story of the soldiers that had the PTSD in the documentary and Mm -hmm. how impactful it was because everybody does have a story and they may be hiding it and you don't even know it so it's pretty amazing Tracy do you have any questions that you would like to ask Linda because it's been a while since you've had an opportunity to catch up with her it is no you know she's doing a really good job talking about I I remember that she's bringing up some uh, old memories but I remember the same thing I remember a very shy Linda showing up (laughs) and I remember was there anything at the program that maybe kind of brought you out of your, I don't want to say shell, but kind of yeah. brought you um, forward? If there's any, anything that we did there that you could remember that might have done that? Any confidence um, boosters. <laughs> yeah, any confidence boosters. I don't know if it was anything in particular. I think it was just a gradual, like, a com- like once I get comfortable with the people around me and I know that it's like, it's fine to speak up. I think it was, yeah, I think it was more of a gradual process of like, just over time, I got more comfortable with y'all. And the more we shared individually, it was just like, okay, like, it's it's totally fine to like, speak and be myself, you know? Well, I would say that definitely empathy is one of your Mm-hmm. Empathy and 100% acceptance are your main core values, and that really shined at Hasselbein, and it seems to still be shining today. Thank you. <laughs> Very <laughs> much so. 
So the title of our podcast is Then and Now. So tell us a little bit about your journey from Harker Heights High School to now at Texas A&M with just this semester and one more to go. Tell us a little Mm -hmm. bit about the transformation you've seen in yourself and as you've grown. I guess we can start in high school, right? So high school was good. I think a lot of emphasis was placed on like doing well in school and just in orchestra because I play the cello and orchestra. And yeah, with S2S, which I absolutely loved and just making others feel welcome throughout those years, right? It is like years of getting to know oneself. And I think I'm still getting to know myself now in college. So yeah, I, I, I guess my senior year, I ended up applying to several schools and I decided to come to Texas A&M. Now what's awesome, I guess, like really cool connection between high school and S2S and like being in college. Um, I'm actually serve right now as an executive member for this ministry called John 15. And so it's with my church here at St. Mary. I mean, it's called St. Mary's, but it's here at Texas A&M. And so what's beautiful is that the ministry where we serve freshmen. So all these students, all these freshmen, they come to this new big school and they don't really have a sense of belonging yet. And so with this ministry, we provide this sense of belonging by putting them in families with sophomores. Like we pair up sophomores, a boy and a girl, and we make like a co-ed family so that freshmen can get to know other freshmen and freshmen can get to know some upperclassmen as well. And so with this, you know, we're able to just provide this environment of getting to know one another in a safe manner. Um, Now with COVID, of course, I just think looking back, it's just so beautiful because in high school, I, you know, tried to exemplify being someone who was empathetic, like Miss Tracy said, and being accepting and just getting to know the person, right? And so I can see that in myself now as being a college student, of being a part of this ministry, like all, all years that I've been here. And so being, I was a freshman in this ministry and then now I'm a, a, a senior. It's just really cool because so we're still able to provide that like aspect of like welcoming people to a new environment and trying to provide a, a, a sense of belonging. So you truly live out your values. It just didn't stop in high school. It moved yeah. on to college. I love that. Do you have any advice for college, I mean, excuse me, high school seniors that are mm-hmm. about to graduate at the end of 2021 and they're moving off? Do you have any advice for them? is looking back that you learned be yourself and get to know yourself so like figure out what you're most passionate about um, what you most enjoy would like to grow in aspects that you would like to grow in try to study something that you're truly interested in not just something that you can like make a career out of or like don't go in for the wrong reasons type of thing try to go for something that will truly make you happy right in this life yeah (laughs) I love that I love that So we are a podcast about stories and we always like to end our podcast with a story. So if you have a story that you would like to share, I would love for our listeners to hear it. My first semester of college, I was not a part of John 15 because back then like you had to apply and I didn't get in. And so I actually struggled with finding a sense of belonging my first my first semester, uh, my first few months, I guess I would say, 
you know, was at A&M and I was taking classes and I was going to my church, but I was just like, I don't have a community yet. And so I had to take initiative on my part, really, to find my group and to find a sense of community. And so my second semester, I did get into John 15. By then, I had already found, like, I already felt like I was a part of the community and I felt like I belonged, but I knew how it felt not to belong. And so with this, I continue, like I wanted to be a part of John 15, you know, my sophomore and junior and this year, you know, because of the fact that I know what it felt to not belong in that situation of coming to college and like, and again, like not belonging. So I wanted to help provide that sense of belonging. And um, it's kind of, I don't know, I hope that kind of makes sense, but through my through my understanding of like of what, how I felt, I guess, my first semester, I was able to choose and to continue being a part of this ministry in order to help others that were or that might be, you know, today in that situation. Do you have any tips on how somebody can spot somebody who's struggling to fit in? Do you, do you have any ways that you look for people who need in a big university like A&M? Do you have a way that you look for people that need help fitting in? If you see someone like alone, I think that's a really good indicator that either they like wants to be alone or they just like might not have someone yet um, or might not have like a group yet. And so kind of pinpointing the stragglers, kind of kind of what we say, like even in like our meetings, you know, there might be people part of like the exec leadership is just we're supposed to go out to those people who might not have a sense of belonging yet and kind of reach out to them and be like, hey, like, how are y'all doing? But a good indicator is just like someone standing alone. If there are a lot of people, let's say groups talking to each other, but you see one person standing alone, that's when you're like, okay, like I need to go and speak to them. So that would be a total like clear indicator right there. Yeah. That's very good. Any other tips out there? Somebody who may be trying to play it off that they're not alone, but they're truly alone or um, just struggling? I think in that sense, you would probably have to get to know more people. Striking up a conversation with those around you, I think, is important and like being bold in that sense. I know it can be scary at first or maybe like just because you have a sense of belonging, you're like, okay, I'm fine. Like, I don't need to reach out to the people next to me. But in reality, like you do, because maybe they don't, right? And so understanding that it might be a little bit uncomfortable at first, but taking that first initial leap, right? And being bold and just reaching out to those around you, either in class or wherever you are, you know, on the bus, in any location, honestly, you can, you can be bold in that way. Is that what you did? Because you said you had to kind of find your way the first semester since you didn't make it into, is that what you did? Yeah. Kind of threw yourself out there a little bit? I I did. No, I did. Looking back, I was like, oh my goodness, my first semester, I was like, I was so bold. (laughs) I would, I would check up conversation with people on the bus, which is like, now uh, it takes more confidence for me to do that and just be like, hey, like, how are you doing? How are your day? How was your day? For me, like now, it takes a lot more courage to do that. But my freshman year, I was just like, hey, how are you? <laughs> Which probably helped because of high school, honestly. My background and my foundation in that. So I happen to be an Aggie. 
So oh. do you start each conversation with howdy like you're supposed to? Howdy. Sometimes I would say like emails is a definite thing. Like when you're speaking to a professor, you know, it's definitely like howdy and then continue. Yeah, there, a lot of teachers also start off their classes with howdy, like howdy to get like everyone's attention, you know. It's a cute little thing Aggies do. <laughs> it is. Well, any last information you want to tell our listeners before we log off for the day? I would say just hang in there. I know right now it's a pretty crazy time, especially with the pandemic, but try to stay positive and try to continue having hope. I love that. I would say that it is quite the treat to have to see a junior high S2S Linda Stern and <laughs> beautiful inside and out junior at Texas A&M and uh, yes. through her S2S journey and Francis S. O'Brien journey. This is, this will by far be the highlight of my week. Oh, thank you. <laughs> it's Me an too. honor. It's definitely an honor. Absolutely. I am so proud of you. And I just want to thank you for sharing your journey with us from the time we met till today. And um, I am very thankful for you. And you keep up the great work impacting and being bold out there in everything you do. (laughs) Thank you, guys. I want to thank you again for listening to our podcast, For the Sake of the Child. We would like to invite you to visit our website at www.militarychild.org. Like the MSEC on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. Please join us again next time as we share more stories that impact our military-connected kids.